I'm Mel. And I'm Tosh. And welcome to another episode of Mahogany Momology, an online dialogue pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of Black motherhood. And now, on to the show. Have you ever heard of mindfulness meditation? I think it's a bit fitting to discuss this during these difficult times. Uh, to Wikipedia, take it for whatever it is, you know. Mindfulness is the psychological process of purposely bringing one's attention to experiences occurring in the present moment without judgment, which one develops through the practice of meditation and through other training. Now, mindfulness meditation asks us to suspend judgment and unleash natural curiosity about the workings of the mind, approach our experience with warmth and kindness to ourselves and to others. And so I got that through a website called uh, mindful.org. The motherhood journey is a stressful one, right? Mm. While, we, while we can talk about, you know, wine socials as a way to um, deal or escape from, you know, our present day, um, I can imagine others are seeking a different approach for stress management. So we're going to explore the thought process of mindfulness meditation with our guest mammologist, Ms. Alana Sutton-Watkins. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Well, Alana is actually our longtime friend and longtime uh, supporter of our podcast. Um, Alana Sutton-Watkins is an entrepreneur. She she actually started an African print uh, curator. Uh, apparel store, uh, Yari Amani, um, and she's a homeschool mom of three, wife, and now blogger. We'll get into all of those things very shortly. Um, a graduate of the University of Missouri, a former oh, board member. Uh oh, uh oh, they they got to represent. Um, a, <laughs> a former board member of Ali's House, a member of Mocha Moms and Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and Alana currently lives in Philadelphia. If I'm remembering correctly, that yes. is correct. That is yeah. correct. You yes. got it. So yes. welcome, and we'll have her website for you guys in the show notes. So welcome again, sister. Thank you. Thank you hey, for girl, having hey. me. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> no, I'm excited so, to be here today. <laughs> oh, love it, love it. So this this whole thing, mindful mom, like Tasha, totally explains this. Like I feel like I'm in Berkeley all over again, <laughs> and sitting there doing kumbaya like moment. Like you know, is it. that what the, is that what this is? Am I just no. making this up? Oh, it no. is. No, it's not. It is not. It is not. So uh, simply put, mindfulness is just a state of awareness. So it's being aware of your thoughts, your feelings, acknowledging them. And a big part of it is just showing up and being present. So you can practice mindfulness any time of the day. If you're driving in your car, you can just reflect on what's going on. Check in with yourself to see how you're feeling. Maybe show gratitude to your surroundings, things like that. So you don't have to stop. You don't need any any equipment. It's just a way of pausing, acknowledging yourself, how you're feeling, and being present. So it's, it's very easy. You know, it sounds very daunting and overwhelming, but um, if you just think of it as awareness and presence, then you've got it. So what prompted you to consider this path? 
Um, I was feeling very stressed. Um, I came to a period in my life. This was probably late 2018. Um, my business wasn't doing as well as I anticipated. Yari Mani, um, as Melissa mentioned, was an online boutique for African-inspired apparel and accessories. And so I knew it was time to close the business. I was stressing out about that. Um, we were just going through some ups and downs. My husband and I were both entrepreneurs. And so in entrepreneurship, you ride a lot of waves. And so I was just feeling very overwhelmed. And then on top of all of that, um, I was homeschooling my three children. And I just felt like I was losing it. I was starting to unravel. And I remember going to a Mocha Moms meeting and the presenter was actually a therapist. And she spoke uh, briefly about mindfulness, but I just remember her words just moving me. And I actually had to leave the room because I was just in tears. I felt like I was on the verge of a breakdown. So what, um, what I did was I reached out to her. I began meeting with her. So going to therapy helped. And then she also encouraged me to seek mindfulness. And I had been meeting and running into the actual instructor uh, that I went to for my mindfulness class for many years. And I kept saying, oh, I'm too busy. I can't do it. I've got so much going on. No, no, no. And then finally, I just stopped making excuses and I registered for her class. And, you know, that was months prior then in um, early 2019, that's when we we're packing up, getting ready to move from Dallas to Philadelphia. And in the middle of all of this, I had my mindfulness course. So my first thought was, I can't do it. There's no way I could be present when I have so many things going on in my life, you know, trying to move this whole household. Uh, we rented our home. So getting ready for the tenant, you know, how you have all this deferred maintenance. So just mm -hmm. dealing with all of that on top of that, closing my business, homeschooling my children, being a wife, being a mother, you know, all of these different hats that we wear as mothers. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to commit to going to this class. And I did. I spent an entire weekend just immersed in mindfulness. And I swear it was the best thing I ever did for myself. So, what that's happened? How, that's how I got there. How, what happened at this, uh, this mindfulness retreat? Like, what did you guys do? Can you, can you tell yeah, sure. So the the group that I went through, um, it is called Niroga Institute. So they're based out of California. They do a lot of uh, mindfulness education in the schools. So they work with students. So I went in go, hoping to learn tools to help myself manage through my stress and then also to help my children. And what what I what I've experienced was really transformative because like like you said Melissa in the beginning you just think of mindfulness as this kind of overwhelming thing and it's very difficult to implement but I realized just the simplicity of it and the particular mindfulness that I practice just follows the ABCs so it's action breathing and centering so the action will be you know just stretch. A lot of times we carry a lot of tension in our shoulder. Just being aware of that and deeply breathing um, would be the B part. So action is the movement. B is breathing. And then centering, which is where you bring into your meditation, where you're actually pushing thoughts out and just um, really grinding into being grounded in, in your practice. And so um, it was a small group and we actually, you know, it wasn't a matter of just sitting there taking notes. Um, we were up, we were interacting with each other. We were creating curriculum that we can go out and deliver to others. Um, so it was just really inspiring. And then I left, um, you know, I went in as a stressed out mom looking for tools for myself and my family. And I walked out being a certified mindfulness instructor. And so, yeah. 
it was just, it was just really great. And actually the woman who led my training program, she's actually based in Dallas. Her name's Amanda Muhammad and her website is Mako Mindfulness, M-A-K-O-M-I-N-D-F-U-L-N-E-S-S.com. And she has a lot of amazing resources and she does trainings. So you can also, you can learn how to be mindful for yourself, or you can even learn and become a certified instructor yourself. Awesome. Look her up. Yes, what are three do. myths that you've heard of? I mean, about mindfulness besides my whole thought process of what it was. Yeah, um, one of them is that mindfulness is something that's very expensive or very difficult to implement. And as I mentioned before, you don't need any equipment. Mindfulness is just being aware of your surroundings, being aware of your thoughts and your feelings. So you can do this anytime. Um, when I practice with my children, we have a little simple bell that we use, um, and they just like the sound of the chime. But you don't need mats, you don't need the bell, you don't need anything. You can do mindfulness and be mindful any time of the day. Um, without any equipment. So that's one of the biggest myths. Um, Another one is that it's just not effective and it doesn't help. You know, people may think, oh, it's just, you know, it's just foolishness. It's, It's nothing that actually will help me. But studies have shown that when people are practicing mindfulness consistently, they're not only increasing their, uh, their focus and their social emotional learning, but they're also reducing stress, anger, and anxiety. So there's proven um, facts and proven research that shows the benefits of mindfulness. What's this bell? Like, talk to me about this bell. I mean, oh, I I'm, should have brought it. It's just a very simple wooden bell with a metal bar in the middle, and then yeah. it has a, a, a chime. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll tell the children, okay, listen to the sound of my voice. Uh, you're going to hear the sound of the bell, and, and this is towards the end of our practice. So I'll say, when I ring the bell, you know, keep your eyes fo- uh, closed, focus on your breathing, you know, deep belly breaths, those types of things. And when you no longer hear the sound of the bell, I want you to flutter your eyes open. So it's just a very, it's just a very soothing, soothing sound. And for them, it gets them excited about practicing mindfulness because they all love to ring the bell. You know, it's something fun for them. But like I said, we don't need to, to use the bell. You know, it's not that you don't need any kind of equipment. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, is your mindfulness parenting different before COVID? I would say it definitely is. Um, since incorporating mindfulness into our routine and into our daily schedules, I've been more flexible. And since COVID, I've been even more flexible. We've definitely relaxed our screen time restrictions because there are times where I just need to step away and, you know, just be with myself. I need to journal, things like that, um, you know, do some stretching, do some movement. Um, and then they, they need a release too. They need an outlet. So um, during their screen time, they're uh, Zooming with friends or FaceTiming. They're playing uh, video games and chatting with their friends as they're doing that. They're doing online courses. And these were all things that we didn't do pre-COVID. Um, another thing that we've done is on beautiful days, we've just gone outside. Uh, we found a, a cool little nature area not too far from our house that we'll just go and the children just love to play play and just be present in nature and you know on those kinds of days I'm like forget about our lessons you know this is our lesson right here our lesson is showing gratitude for our earth and showing appreciation for each other spending time enjoying each other um, and just enjoying life and being and being grateful for what we do have nice nice so I've read in mindfulness you don't even try to do it all right it's kind of like 
you're, you outsource a lot or you or outsourcing is key basically really? um that's what i read i mean that's why we got a lot on the show i don't know if it's true though i don't um, know I don't know either. That's why she's here. Yeah. <laughs> is it, is it true? Are you out? I mean, you told us about the wine earlier, but you know, are, like what else are you, what else are you really outsourcing? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, when you think of mindfulness, the first thing on your mind isn't um, outsourcing, but if you, if you actually just think about it, what am I good at? You know, my skill set is not grocery shopping. My skill set is not going and getting tools so I can do projects at home. So the things that I, I've uh, outsourced because I realized they're just not a good use of my time or grocery shopping, um, buying things like clo- children's clothing and shoes, you know, tools, all that kind of stuff. Um, especially now during this pandemic, um, ordering even more groceries and Melissa alluded to it earlier, ordering wine online, you know, things like that. Um, because at the end of the day, we have a lot of hats that we wear as moms and especially working moms, um, just trying to balance it also if there's anything that you can release and give to someone else you know removing that from your plate it allows you the space to be present with your yourself with your children with your family wow so you talked about myths i feel like there's some pretty easy benefits what else have you noticed because you've been doing this for about what a year it feels like maybe. Yes. Yeah. My course was in March of 2019. And then after that, we traveled for a bit. And so I just didn't focus um, too much. I didn't think about mindfulness. It was kind of like I packed up my materials and, and just started going, you know. And then once we settled here in Philadelphia, so let's say about May of, of last year is when I really began implementing some of the ideas I learned um, into our life. So um, one of the things that I've definitely noticed with myself is that I am able to better manage my stress. So mm. I would um, hold on to a lot of stress. And through mindfulness, I'm able to just breathe through that. I'm able to release it. I'm able to better work through it. Because of course, when you're present and you're being more thoughtful with things, you're able to actually focus on solutions that may help you, right? Because sometimes you may start spinning your wheels like I'm just so stressed I don't even know what I can do you know I there's no solution this is never going to end but just being mindful of okay I feel that way let me breathe through this and let me either uh, reach out to someone that I know can help me you know let me talk through this with a girlfriend what have you you know you're able to better manage through your stress Um, definitely being more focused with my children a lot of times I would be, be homeschooling them, but also trying to do all of these other things at the same time, like uh, maybe answering an email or even just thinking through the things that I needed to accomplish that day. So I wasn't even, even present. So if they were excited mm. about something, I may miss that joy. Or if they were progressing in a way that maybe previously they were struggling, I may miss that. And so being mindful has allowed me to be able to recognize the small things that we are that we have and that we can celebrate you know and those were things that i was missing because i was just trying to do to do too much um it's definitely uh released i've definitely seen a decrease in my anger um you know there were times where i may just get so frustrated and i felt like i was yelling a lot and it crushes me to even think about it but i remember my children saying that i was always yelling and i felt Mm. like i wasn't 
but that's what they were communicating to me. And that was their reality. And I didn't want that to continue. So I think that was one of the biggest, like, okay, something's got to change because they're feeling my stress. I'm passing my stress on to them that, you know, we can't, we can't continue on this path. So um, definitely I've been able to kind of tune into myself and better deal with my anger. How are the kids benefiting? Oh, they are, they are definitely um, enjoying the mindfulness practice. They are um, engaged in journaling each day. So we'll, I'll have them uh, write down some thoughts about what they are excited about, what they find, what has brought them joy, what they're grateful for. And so they're able to tune into that when they're starting to feel um, you know, a little upset or angry or, you know, have different feelings. They're able to, to, to slow down, to think, to breathe, and then to tap into all of the things that they have, that they're grateful for. Um, they've also benefited in the fact that they like to lead our mindfulness classes. And I say mindfulness classes, but they enjoy the action part of it. So they enjoy, a lot of the movements that we do in our practice are similar to yoga moves. And so they like to do those kinds of things. And even with my oldest, um, so we found a resource that, sh- that uses yoga poses, but gives them like fun uh, dinosaur names. So he really enjoyed leading us in a dinosaur egg, which was really just... <laughs> um, um, I feel like it would be child, child, yeah. child pose or something like yeah, that. My son, yeah, my exactly. son does the same thing. He does like the cosmic kids um, yes. yoga stuff. And it's yes. like, there's like a Star Wars episode. There's yes. one that's like, um, he's been doing the Star Wars one. But there's like a different cartoon things. Like she's named these poses. So that's kind of interesting that there's, that yes. like people are able to kind of translate things into the, the kids words if you exactly will. until their language yeah because then it makes yeah. them more excited and more um acceptable of the practice and then because they're wanting to lead the others i feel like it's helping their communication skills it's also helping their presentation skills and of course it's helping them um, just being in tune with themselves and so really the social emotional learning has been key for them awesome. oh. so i mean yeah. obviously you're talking that it's 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 changed the relationship with your children. How has mindfulness changed the relationship with others, like your spouse, you know, other friendships, you know, family members, et cetera? I would say just uh, really tuning into the conversation that we're, that we're having. Like for instance, with my husband, he may ask me something and my first thought may be, you know, kind of a snippy comment or something like that, or, you know, um, and then I just think through it and I'm like, okay, you know, just, just the answer, you know, so I'm, I'm just more aware of where I am in that moment and then responding, acting with kindness. Um, you know, this whole COVID, I think with a lot of families, we're being, becoming more connected with our families, right? So I have a couple of family Zooms that we do on a weekly basis. So this has given us time to really connect with each other in a way that we hadn't and just being present. So I've focused on, you know, when we're on these calls, I'm going to be engaged with members of the family and I'm going to ask, you know, how they're doing. So not only am I talking, but I'm actually listening to them and understanding what's going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. I was about to ask you to reenact one for us, but uh, 
Like reenact what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like reenact what? Like how we're like demonstrating an example for us. Oh. Oh, like a, but see a how rose? Tosh is not trying to be present. You see how she just <sighs> here we go. What? <laughs> like, do you mind? Would you be able to like give us like? Yeah, I know it's like so, verbal like, for those who are listening. And I can try to, you know, cut and like, take this video like zoom. Role. I was going to say, it would have to be a role Would we have to role play it? Is that... What are your thoughts on um, that? Well, I'm just trying to make sure I understood what you're asking. Is there such a thing like a role play? Like, it, are you able to demonstrate, like, what what a mindfulness, a mentor mindfulness session looks like? Okay, sure. Yeah, so I think it would be more like a role play kind of thing, right? Okay. So, do you want to come with a situation, or what Ooh. are you thinking? Um, you have to put us into that situation. I, I wouldn't even know where to go, sis. Um, mm. Okay, let's see. All right. Look at me. I'm thinking about myself today. Okay. What's on your plate? What's on your plate? <laughs> right, today. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, you know kids that are running up and down, you know, um, running around the house. Oh, oh, spouse isn't there. You know, he, he comes home for work and I'm, 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 I'm embellishing a little bit. I'm going to embellish a little bit. So (laughs) spouse leaves, come home. He may ask, Oh, how was your day? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, how was your day, right? I don't know. How was your day? And you'd be like... Well, why isn't dinner ready? No, no. Because then, to me, I feel like that's a little bit, you know... Well, since you're exaggerating, let's say, let's say that they do say that. Okay. All right. Let's okay. say that. Like, you know, where's, you know, where's dinner? And then, I guess, you would turn and be like, what do you mean? Like, exactly. you would respond with yeah. this comment. So, how, in a mindfulness... Yes, in a mindfulness... <laughs> You respond in a situation in yeah. a mind, with a mindful approach. So what I would do first, before even saying anything, I would just take some deep breaths, right? And so the person that you're talking to will see that you're taking those breaths too and realize that you're giving some thought to what you were going to say. So I would just take some deep breaths. Kids just still to, running around. Yeah, kids are still running around. And then I would say... I'm happy to see you. Welcome home. Um, we do not, dinner is not prepared. <laughs> if y'all could see Fox's face because right now. <laughs> this has been a really tough day. So if you could please take the children and maybe go out in the backyard or sit and read with them for a minute. I just need some time alone. Okay. I just, I need about 30 minutes just to collect myself, reflect on the day, and then I'll be back to engage more, you know, and just, you know, keep it simple like that, you know, and in those type of situations, if, you know, kids are running wild and, you know, the husband's asking for dinner or, you know, whatever the situation may be, um, that's when you can look to doing some outsourcing. Like in that example, I just said, okay, have your spouse or your partner, work with the children so that they are engaged. Dinner may not be ready. So let's see what you can order to bring into the house that particular day. Um, And then, you know, step outside. And then when you're by yourself outside, you know, your room, whatever, just kind of stretch, stretch your body, you know, like move your hands above your head and go side to side. And while you're doing all of this, just deeply breathe to say, okay, what am I feeling? What, um, 
what is it that's truly bothering me? You know, I know that my husband loves me. He didn't come in to, you know, attack and say, you haven't been doing anything all day. You know, how, how can I come back and express that to him in a very thoughtful way? Right. And kind of get your thoughts together. And then even thinking through, okay, the children are running. Maybe what are some ways that I can provide them with activities so that they are engaged without my supervision, you know, at different times, you know, whether that means setting up different stations for them to work at. And of course, this isn't that particular day, right? Because the day is done, you know, this would be going forward. How can I manage through this type of situation going forward? Because that's, that's the key. You know, you know, you can't go back and rewrite the past, but you do have the ability to be present in that moment and make a plan going forward. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would, that's mm-hmm. what I would do. So you address the centering part of it, right? Yeah. So, or your, your ABC, right? We did yeah, ABC, I was like, yeah, right? yeah. I was, I was oh, you go, huh? Yeah, so we did our so we did our action, right? So yeah. your action. First action I always go to is just releasing my shoulders, just trying to push my shoulders down to the floor, like if I'm seated. Okay. Because you know, a lot of times you don't even realize your shoulders are at your ears, right? Because yes. you're just so tense, right? So just just doing that and then sitting up straight, you know, just that, that simple movement, you'll see you'll feel some uh, tremendous changes there. And then just move, you know, move your arms around, move away that feels familiar to you or you know that feels good to you if you're feeling tension you know in your neck go ahead and turn your head to one side turn it to the other just remember whenever you're doing something to one side make sure you do it to the other so that you're balanced um, you can even do you know just some yoga poses that you may have thought of because the key is just uh, moving your body getting your blood flowing right so you did your action you're breathing so taking your deep breaths. Um, One thing I do a lot with the children too is make sure that we're doing belly breathing. So I'll have them place their hand over their heart, the other hand on their stomach and just kind of breathe. And then they enjoy doing it with like a little stuffed animal on their belly so they can see the rise and the fall with their breath, right? So you, in that situation, you're breathing, right? And then your centering is, okay, this is what happened. What can I do? What can I do in this moment? And then what can I do going forward? Wow. Hey, now. Okay. Tomorrow. <laughs> so that's what you're going to do tomorrow, right? <laughs> I am. Like, she, yeah. I'm like, the day is not over. That is true. <laughs> the that day is, is not. The day is not. And that, that was that good stuff. Now, does, does the husband also practice mind, mindfulness? As well, he, he does. He does in terms of the breathing, in terms of um, just communicating. I mean, I really hit the jack- jackpot with my husband. He's very um, emotionally in tune. And even early in our relationship, before I even got into mindfulness, he was big on communication. And I was the one that would just shut off and go off somewhere with an attitude, you know, that kind of thing. And so Throughout the, throughout our relationship, I've grown into a better communicator. And now with mindfulness, I've grown as a mindful communicator, right? And so, uh, yes, he is definitely on board. Um, today, he had his gratitude journal out and he was journaling as well. Right. Um, also, a lot of the times, the things that I'm doing with the children are during the day, too. So he's not seen as much. But when uh, we're all together, he's definitely doing that. You know, he's right now they're out on a bike ride and they're enjoying nature and they're going to this little area that has rocks and you know just things that they can do safely socially distanced and you know in a way that just shows gratitude for for the earth and all of our surroundings being present Um, 
Being, Being present. present. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Presence. Presence yeah. is key. Lord. I mean, so, <laughs> so if you were a novice, so like, as I was doing research with this, I was like, okay, this is definitely something I can get with. Um, I am a working mom, you know, yeah. uh, not that I don't know if it even makes a difference or anything, but I think as a mom, you know, time is of the essence for everybody. Right. right, right. So, um, I doubt, you know, if it's easier being a stay-at-home mom versus a working mom, but like where can 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 we get started with resources, things like that? Yeah, definitely. So several years ago, I, um, on my birthday, I went to the bookstore and I was like, I feel like, um, you know, I keep hearing about mindfulness, mindfulness. And I ended up picking up this book. It's called Mindfulness for Every Day. And it just has, you know, pretty little pictures with sayings, you know, just different things that you can think of. So it's almost like, um, here's one, for fast acting relief, try slowing down, you know, different things like that. So as a working mom, you know, this could be part of your morning routine, just flipping through some type of book that has mindful thoughts. Um, oh, but you asked about resources, not routines. So no, no, no. Well, that that is it's kind of a two parter because I was kind of curious on both yeah. as well. So no, go go right into. Don't lose your train of thought there. Yeah. Well, let me let me let me back up a little bit too. Um, my latest blog post that I uh, wrote was just about how I have incorporated mindfulness into my homeschool, and I really wrote that because I feel like a lot of moms were coming to me asking for homeschooling tips. And what I realize is that we're all in different situations. There's working from home moms. There's um, moms with older children. There's moms with preschoolers or babies. You know, we just have all of these different situations that are going to impact how we homeschool. So I can't give a one size fits all approach to homeschooling, but the thing that we can all do, regardless of whether we're at home, partially working at home, whatever that situation may be, is just being mindful. So that was where I said, well, what are some of the things that I can share from my mindfulness practice that can be translated and transferred to a mom of any background, working status, etc. So the first thing that I um, always recommend is just incorporating mindfulness into your morning routine. So one of the things that I do is I just try and get up before my children do. There are some days where I'm legitimately tired and my body is telling me I need to rest. And so I'm mindfully listening to my body and, and getting that rest. But um, when I do wake before the children, I'm journaling, I'm thinking through what went wrong, what went right from the previous day and what I can change. I'm stretching, I'm maybe doing a 15-minute yoga flow, um, either from an online uh, class or just doing things that I've done over the years, you know, so just being mindful in my movements, you know, I'm, I will make my bed and say, okay, I'm mindfully making my bed and this is neat and orderly and I'm going to have a great day, you know, just really setting my intentions for the day. So that's a big piece is just starting with myself and my morning routine. And then we touched on this a bit earlier too, is just being flexible, right? Because a lot of times we may be very rigid in our scheduling and I understand schedules 
you know, people need schedules. Children need to know when they're doing this, that, and the other. But being in tune with your family and everyone um, in terms of how the schedule is working. And let's say there's a portion of the schedule where maybe the child is supposed to be doing math independently, but they're very frustrated. And, you know, they're feeling like, well, let me, I would like to go outside and kind of stretch, you know, just being, being flexible with your scheduling. You know, if let's say you had a morning full of meetings and then you don't have much going on in the afternoon or you're able to slip away from your computer, then maybe that's a time that you guys can all go on a family bike ride or do something like that. So being mindful in the scheduling is a big part too. just listening to cues from your family to see what's working, what's not working and tweaking accordingly. Um, what else I would also say is um, just, I guess, in the biggest part of what I would say in terms of moms and practicing mindfulness is just giving yourself grace, being kind to yourself because motherhood is difficult. You know, we're dealing with different personalities, different children, different responsibilities and things that we have to do. And it's very easy to be hard on yourself and to beat yourself up and say, oh, I didn't do this. I didn't get this done. Oh, I'll never lose these last 10 pounds. You know, all of these, all of this negative talk. And instead of focusing all that you on all that you did not accomplish in a particular day, focusing on all that you did. You know, we had a great day. Um, the children smiled more than I've seen them. They seemed really engaged in their working. I felt like I did a great job presenting to my team, you know, whatever it is, but just focusing on those positives and just speaking kind words to yourself. So those would be my tips for incorporating mindfulness as a working mom, um, as a stay-at-home mom, as a entrepreneur, etc. any situation. I think those are tips that any mom can use. And then you want to talk resources? Yeah. Resources? I like resources? Yeah. What, what you got? <laughs> okay. So in terms of mindfulness resources, I mentioned my teacher earlier on, uh, her name is Amanda Muhammad and her website is Mako Mindfulness. So it's M-A-K-O mindfulness.com. And not only does she show, um, she shows her training schedule, like when she's offering new training, training classes. She also has some great resources for deep belly breathing, stretching, um, different types of exercises like that. Um, the organization that both she and I were trained through was called Nairoga Institute. They also offer free online training and that's N-I-R-O-G-A dot org. Um, they're based out of California, so they've got some great stuff. Um, and then some books. This one is one that I picked up many, many years ago. It's called Mindfulness for Every Day. And it's by Yvette Jane. And it just it's just a beautiful book that has different mindful thoughts, mindful prompts, right? So it's just getting you to think of things. Here's an example of one. Move outside the tangle of fear thinking. Live in silence. Just different things to think about as you're moving through the day. Never get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. Travel okay. if you can, no matter how near or far from home. It is the ultimate in mindful living. So just all these different thoughts and, and, and prompts in a beautiful way. And then for the children, um, we've really enjoyed this I Am series. This one's called I Am Yoga, but there's an I Am Peace, I Am One, and they're by Susan Verde. Um, and they're just, they're really good. This one has actual poses in the back too, because because it's called yoga. They go through all these different yoga poses and you see a child doing it and it has language like I am yoga. I close my eyes and make room in my mind and my heart to create and imagine. So these are just great 
things um, to do with the children. And you can see here that they have different stretches, you know, as they're going through the day. And then in the back, there's information on how you would do each stretch, like what the name of it is. And yeah, so this is one that my daughter absolutely loves. So those are some some mindfulness resources. And again, you don't need any expensive equipment. Um, You don't need a lot of tools. I mean, you can do this um, just by being present. Mindfulness is being aware, being present, and um, just honoring and acknowledging your thoughts and your feelings. Very. It's oh wow. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna start practicing. I'm. I'm not. You know. I, I didn't I'm say on, I was gonna go get a certification. I just want to practice. <laughs> I was like, I'm on the website too. The Mac. Oh, you are. Maco, yeah, MacoMethod.com. Okay. Whatever. Because I'm like, okay, what kind of live? Well, you know, yeah. when, when stuff opens back up, hopefully, you know, I'm a hands-on kind of person. And Natasha, I think I actually met her, Natasha and Melissa. You guys both know this um, through the Affirmation Summit. She led some mindfulness courses there, and I wasn't able to participate in her class, but I was like, hey, I'm really interested. And so we were just communicating. I feel like it was for years before I finally got into a class. And and like I said, it was just transformational for me, um, for me as I move through the world. Yeah. Or maybe even a private class. If you get a few ladies together, Tosh. She has that. Yeah. So, yeah. And and she's right there in Dallas. I was going to say very thorough. Very thorough. Nice. Nice. I like it. Tell us about your blog. What, What are you up to next? Oh, it's so funny that you asked that because I was going to say that's another resource. You can check out my blog. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what do I have next? I'm working on a blog about myths regarding homeschooling because I've talked to a lot of moms that are saying, hey, you know, I've managed this distance learning. Maybe I'll keep going or, you know, or you know, parents that say certain things to me and I'm like, oh, this just drives me crazy. Let me debunk these myths, right? So that's one that I'm working on. Um, Also working on one about self-confidence in, this was specifically for young girls, but I think I'll just open it up to self-confidence in children because a lot of times, or I've been hearing a lot um, with moms of color saying that their children are saying negative things about themselves. Like, I don't like the color of my skin. I don't feel comfortable here, you know? And and it's a message that I think a lot of people hear, especially in a Eurocentric world. And I just wanted to share some, some resources that I shared with this particular mom and then um, that I've shared with other moms in the past. So not to say I have all the answers, but I definitely want to share what I know because it, it, it similar to your podcast, it creates the dialogue, right? So it's a back and forth kind of thing. People will share, people will respond. And, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's learning and growing. So absolutely. That's fantastic. Where, where can people find you? So my blog is Alana Sutton Watkins.com and on Instagram and Facebook, I'm at authentically Alana. And my email is alana.sutton.watkins at gmail.com. So definitely, you know, subscribe to my newsletter. I don't send out too many, too many uh, messages. You know, you'll hear from me when there's actually noteworthy things. Um, But yes, so subscribe to my newsletter Um, on my social media. I share different tips and uh, resources for homeschooling. That's uh, what I share a lot of on, on social media. And then if you have any specific 
questions or want to get in touch with me, email is always good. Yes. And if you want to find out more information about mindfulness, because, you know, she's an instructor. Yes. 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 I was. I am. um, I am thinking of planning or thinking of having a mindfulness course, too. Maybe I'll just do like a 15 minute mindfulness practice um, that I would share. So I will definitely keep you all posted as I work through those details. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I'm really going to look up this website now. I'm like, okay, I'm curious. Please do. Because I'm like, Lord, I need it. I need it. It Breeze, what did she say? Remember the ABCs, ABCs. Just remember the ABCs. It's a a lot. We're all dealing with a lot, balancing a lot. So, yeah, anything that we can do to help ourselves uh, is definitely good. No. Yeah. I remember when you were like, uh, about to take the course too. I remember you telling me about it and how you were just like, oh, I don't have time to do it, you know. And I was, we were just like, just go. Bye-bye. Oh, I was, I was so ready to back out. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. um, we had movers come in like two days later. I had contractors not showing up, and then uh, we were traveling. I mentioned that because our tenants ended up coming in. 10 weeks before we had planned to move to Philadelphia. So for 10 weeks, we had to figure out where we were going to go, right? What we were going to do. So we made a, we made a great time of it. We went down to Waco and went to the Magnolia silos and the Mammoth Preserve and um, spent a little more time in Dallas. Um, then we went, we did like a East Coast tour. So we went to Massachusetts. We were in Maryland, D.C., you know, doing all this stuff. And then finally we flew to Vancouver and we stayed with my in-laws for about five weeks. So that was really nice. That was a good time. And then we came back, moved to Philly and hadn't, hadn't looked back. Yeah, yeah. Just a good old homeschool scheduling. Yeah. Yes, yes, nice. yes. Cool, cool. So let's continue the conversation through our listener comments and questions in our Facebook group. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. You can also email us at mahoganymomology at gmail.com. Check out our website, mahoganymomology.com, where you can find previous episodes and merchandise. Until next time, I'm Tosh. And I'm Mel. And we thank you for listening to Mahogany Mamology. Bye-bye. <laughs>